This week on Erotic Awakening, Collar Guilt, Newsletter Overload, and Daytime. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast, as well as workshops by Dan and Dawn, are offered free of charge to our community. Because of the expenses involved, we're grateful to those that support us through Patreon and donations. Awesome people like Remy and Michael. Hi, Dawn. Guys. <laughs> Hi, Dan. I did it right this time. You did. <laughs> so, um, Dawn, do you remember how in the first 100 episodes or so of the podcast, I used to do kind of like accents and voices and things like that? I do remember that. I just remembered that for some reason. I'm glad yeah. I don't do that anymore. No, we'd probably get in trouble now. We would. <laughs> uh, and, well, some of them were good. Some of them. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, I think. Uh, today on the podcast, we are ta- taking a listener comment, and we're going to talk about it and see what we can come up with, as well as talk about um, stuff that you are going to be doing in the daytime, which normally happens at nighttime. <laughs> and True. we'll describe that in a little bit. You know what? It's been going crazy. We've been getting a, a lot of orders, a lot of Etsy orders, mm-hmm. a lot of website orders. I went to the post office today, came home for more orders. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you were one of our early purchaser of the polyamory dating guide, you should have your copy on the way. If uh, you have not received it yet, please reach out to us and we'll find out where it went. Well, um, the, the Indiegogo people. For the, the dating guide, I know um, one person in California got theirs four days after I mailed it, which is phenomenal. And the person that lives right up in Toledo, it mm-hmm. took eight days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where it's going and coming back, but uh, I could have driven it there faster. <laughs> and come post-COVID times, that's probably what we'll do. Yeah, I've tried to do it, so I, I'm, I get a little nervous when um, I did that right before Christmas was I hand-delivered a few, but um, the people weren't home, and I can't put it in the mailbox, and then I have to figure out where to leave it so it's safe. <laughs> yeah. I had the UPS guy come today and actually knocked on the door and handed me something. I, I saw like, that. I actually, he, he rang the doorbell or something because I was at the post office and um, I pulled up my ring, my doorbell, and mm-hmm. I saw he was there, and I could tell he was getting ready to turn and leave, and I was getting ready to hit the speak to him button, because I didn't want him to leave with whatever package it was. Right. Don't <laughs> so, you leave without Christmas. Right. And then you came to the door, so. Uh, but I could see all that on video. For those curious, uh, the postman delivered uh, our new motorcycle headsets, which. Nice, yeah. If the snow would go away. We could use it. We, we had a little bit of vacation money left and decided to use it on a headset because um, we're going to be riding, come spring, we're going to be riding with uh, Barrick and Sheba again. Mm-hmm. And this way we all get microphones so we can talk to each other because you and I usually get to talk to each other. They have to use hand signals. <laughs> Which isn't bad. So the only time that, that, that was um, bad was when our half of a motorcycle ride got chopped off. And they were way ahead of us, and yes. we didn't know where they were. That was a little frustrating. Couldn't get up with them. <laughs> so today, uh, we are going to be talking about collar guilt. And this is, comes from a question from listener Kay. Mm-hmm. And Don, uh, you said you wanted to actually read this question aloud. I, w- I want to read it aloud because I'm not sure that I could uh, make it more concise mm-hmm. and get across exactly what they are saying and asking. So it's, um, how do you get over collar guilt? 
So my first DS relationship was emotional abuse done under the guise of BDSM. And she says she's not going to go into specific details, but keep that in mind. I have recently been in a very good dynamic and the subject of collaring has come up. I know that I would like one, but I always gaslight myself out of wanting one by telling myself that I don't feel like anyone should do something like that to make me feel better. I know a collar is more than that, but I digress. Even though I receive constant reassurance that I can speak freely and show interest in it, I'm scared that a timer will be put on me. In past relationships, if I mentioned anything to do with a collar, I was punished by being made to wait a longer and unspecified time with no praise for doing task, no punishments for not doing task, and no follow-up on it if they had been done because the dom simply did not care. Do you have any advice or solutions for helping me deal with the anxiety? So, and that is from listener K. Well, first, my first thought, listener K, was I wish I could give you a hug. Absolutely. And it's certainly this challenging situation where you've been in a power exchange relationship. And and we have this debate on occasion whether power exchange relationships that end up going poorly, uh, especially due to one of the people being irresponsible or being an asshole, um, is worse than when that happens in a vanilla relationship. And I'm not going to play with that too much, but I do recognize that a power exchange relationship is built a good power exchange relationship is built on vulnerability and trust. So you're putting yourself out there, and if it does become something that the um, person leading the relationship is less than honorable and is abusive, then it's kind of a double whammy uh, because you've got your shields down. Now, with that being said, good on you for getting out of that relationship and for recognizing it for what it is. And for recognizing... And for writing us about this whole collar guilt thing, right? Part of the healing path, part of getting over this is recognition, right? That's got to be step one. So you've gotten there, you've gotten to recognition, now you're ready to do something about it, and now the work begins. Exactly. So, um, I mean, I can kind of feel a little bit of what you've got going on here. You say that... um, You don't want to feel like anyone should do something like that to make you feel better. I'm assuming you are saying that you don't need a collar to feel owned. That's kind of what I'm reading from that. So I kind of get that and kind of that you don't feel like someone should have to do that so that you feel better, feel owned. Um, But that is also, how am I going to word this? It's also a ritual, and it's also a rite of passage. And these can be very important in our life. And even though someone puts you in a place where you were punished for asking for this rite of passage, you're now in a relationship where it seems like this is embraced. So it's going to feel weird. It's, uh, but it's so, oh, I, I'm, I want to say, but it's so well-deserved, but I don't know you, and I don't know that deserved is the right word because I don't know your relationship, but everybody deserves rites of passage to show growth, rites of passage to show connection, 
And to me, that's what a collar is. And I can remember, for some reason, this has got the same energy as when Dan asked me to be his wife, right? Instead of the collar, it was a wedding ring. And I was absolutely terrified of it because of the expectations. Not that I had been punished before, even though the previous marriage kind of felt like punishment at times. So slightly different, but a little bit of the same energy. And um, I think I got to a point where we got to create our own expectations. We got to create our own fantasy life. And that energy kind of fell away, right? So that negative energy with the word. So I'm trying to figure out how to get you to a place to where you would be okay with a collar and to a place where you don't have to be okay with a collar. Does that make sense, Dan? So, because I don't know that everybody has to have a collar in their relationship. Yes, that does make sense. Here is what I would do, Kay. Now, this is with the idea that I think that you, what I read in this is that the partner is down for this whole collaring thing, has Mm -hmm. suggested that the collar is a good idea, has absolutely come up with a conversation about it, maybe not officially offered it, but certainly you've had the conversation around it. Um, You want a collar. I can smell it in this writing. This is what you want. It's in, it is your soul song. It's what's deep inside. It's just gotten beat up and shit on by this previous asshole that you used to be with. So what I want you to do right now is walk in there, kneel in front of this human being, whoever they are, give them whatever honorific you guys have agreed upon, and we'll say that it's sir, just for my simplicity, and, I, and just say, sir... With all due respect, although I find it very challenging and very hard, I would be honored to accept your collar if you deem me worthy. I would then be done with it and let shit go the way it goes. Mm -hmm. And if they offer it, just take it. The worst thing that can happen is it goes funky and it sucks. And that would suck. But the worst, worst thing is... Eight years from now or 12 years from now, you sitting with the regret of not doing this, of not make taking the chance. The reality is the only way you get over this is by getting over it. It's mm-hmm. action. Go fucking do it. That's that's my way of thinking about it at least. Now, um, and that's part of that is because I'm an old guy at this point and I'm, I've recognized time is, you know, that fucking, that, if you picture an hourglass in your hand and the sand is, well, that's real, man. Time is going by, right? You, I, I agree with Dawn. And this is based on our relationship of you writing us a little email back and forth. You deserve this. You're ready for it. You just got to believe in yourself that you're ready for it. The significant other in your life already believes in you. So you got to believe in you and have faith and confidence in them. Trust them that they know what the hell they're talking about. When they say, let's do this collaring, let's have this conversation about a collar. Um, so you made it through the past relationship, right? Which means you've got bravery, you are courageous. So be courageous again and walk through that fear. And I'm betting something really good happens. Boom. 
If you'd like to write us a question to have me yell at you <laughs> about what you should do, feel free to reach out to us at Erotic Awakening, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Awesome. So, well, that was a deep one. So it, It's so funny, Dawn, the way we handle some of these questions, especially when people write us. Sometimes we recognize, I can't just sit there and type you an answer. Right. Right. We absolutely, you said, I think I got something to say about this. I had fucking nothing to say about this until we started getting into it. Then you sit here and we interact mm-hmm. with each other and sometimes you hit the zone and this is a, you know, sometimes, sometimes that 20 years of fucking around and <laughs> building this relationship that you and I have, um, we just need to be jarred and reminded of how we got here. Yeah, absolutely. So, awesome. Well, we've got stuff Coming up, we are so busy. Did you see all the stuff I put on the blog? I did see. We all do the stuff actually you got on the have blog. a blog at eroticawakening.com. Dan has rebuilt the website. We've got more blog stuff going on, and um, yeah, I, I put like eleven things. We're only going to mention three here. I thought we were <laughs> down to two. I thought I said two things. Well, you can do two if you want to. But I don't want to do any. <laughs> Well, I do want to do February thirteenth. Okay. February thirteenth, we are going to be presenting for. The Kinky Dating Something Something and Love Blah 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 event. We are. Slutty we'll be, sex. Um, yes, for Valentine's Day, we will be presenting Slutty Sex. So that's going to be fun. So, well, that Saturday, the event, if I remember right, runs all weekend. And our class is like at 3.30 on Saturday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, check out uh, the Kinky Dating Something Something and Love Blah 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 event. That and is yes. literally what it's called. Right, right. <laughs> I did not forget the title. That is literally what it's called. And if you look us up on FetLife under Dan and Dawn, um, it'll show all of our events that we're producing and all of the events that we're doing for other people. So it should be pretty up to date at this point. And that one is one there. Is that the only one you want to mention? Uh, that's the only one I want to mention. Okay, because do you want to mention day, one? Yeah. So on uh, February, so that's February thirteenth, which is the Saturday. Uh, February fourteenth is our Patreon chat. So it is let's chat about loving power exchange, keeping with that Valentine's theme. Exactly. So that's for our Patreon supporters. Um, we'll give you the uh, info on how to become a supporter if you'd like a little bit later. The reason I don't like telling people about all this stuff that we got going on, not that I mind them knowing, I want you to know, but mm-hmm. you don't have to. To hear it on the podcast, you can just subscribe to that crazy little newsletter of yes, ours. Yes, because I'm much more um, on the ball now with getting dates out on the newsletter and stuff now that we're doing so much. And we've got a lot of people that want to know about it. Like people like Donna from Illinois. And Emily from Idaho. Jet Skimmer from Parts Unknown. Glimmer from Texas. Michael from New York. Ruth from New York. Oh, I wonder if they know each other. Molly <laughs> from Pennsylvania. Oh, Cherry from New York. And Shadow from Portland. Nice. So head over to eroticawakening.com and find the Get Your EA shout out. Just sign up for the occasional newsletter to get the latest podcast news. And sometimes there's discounts on books and more. And junk like that. And junk like that. So the other thing that I want to mention with all the stuff that we're doing is that um, I know I've said on here before that I've started up my Eros Gathering group again. And that group, it's a virtual group now, and um, it's all about sacred sexuality and energy work. Mm -hmm. And I've had some people tell me, but Dawn, I can't log in at nighttime. I've got other things going on. And I'm like, all right, so once a month, I'm also going to do a daytime class. 
So I'm going to start the series. Um, I'm, I'm already on class three with the nighttime group. And um, I'm starting at the beginning with the daytime group. So on February 10th, which is also this week, at noon Eastern time, I'm doing Beginner's Guide to Sacred Sexuality. And then Thursday evening, February 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern is Energy, Chakras, and Sex. So again, you can find our events on FetLife under Dan and Dawn. That's where the Zoom info is. Very cool. A <laughs> lot of sexy stuff going on yeah, there. Exactly. Having a lot of fun with it. Uh, Dawn, later on, after um, just a moment, I am going to add some information in here. Recently, we had a great conversation with the person that, um, I think they are the founder of Pragmatically Kinking, an event that we have been presenting for lately. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, Devin, Devin, Stone. Devin Stone. And not only are they going to tell us about Pragmatically Kinking, but also an event that they have coming up called Thrive. Stick around for that. That'll be up in just a moment. We've actually presented for Thrive before. So I know. It's been about... a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. So um, tentacles and food on boobs. All I got is uh, one tentacle by Peachy on our kick group. I just told her I was going to throw this out there. She's all excited. <laughs> so um, she sent me a link to a pink glass tentacle dildo. Pink, Peachy was on our uh podcast yesterday our uh yeah our central bdsm, our central BDSM, zoom, BDSM zoom class and you're the reason i had to keep punching your tit they asked they had questions about uh rough body play so <laughs> oh that's why i kept getting punched thanks peachy <laughs> <laughs> in a good way <laughs> so um you can also find us on instagram and today i posted a picture of our tea box we have a red box that was given to us by bess Mm-hmm. Many years ago, we used to run a group called Chords, Central Ohio Real DS. Oh, and then after that, we ran House Meta. Mm-hmm. And it, House Meta is where we used to have the teas at. Yes. And she bought us this uh, beautiful red box that's got uh, different spots for different teas in it. And after moving, I think we've moved three times since then, that box goes with us. And uh, getting into the hot tea again, so it's so damn cold outside. It's funny, I went over to, so I've, um, for a brief time, became, so for a brief time, I quit drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. And that led me to be somewhat of a tea person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got into the level of tea snobbery, where I was buying a lot of loose leaf teas and learning, and actually, uh, and not to be uh, facetious or under Zubiet at all, uh, <laughs> I spoke with uh, Brett Sheba's girl, who actually gave me a full-fledged here's how to make tea properly class. Very excited. Both uh, her and Brett Sheba were very excited. They gave oh, me some yeah. nice loose-leaf teas. Um, and as time goes by, I got lazier and lazier and was just dropping tea bags into hot water. Uh, and then just recently, you and I went over to Barrick and Sheba's house. We had dinner, had a fantastic dinner Uh, yeah (laughs) and she made me a cup of tea and it was fantastic so i have to get back to enjoying not just having tea but the process of seeping leaves and boiling water and letting it seep for just the right right amount of time it's really a fun process itself and it's something Mm -hmm. that i can absolutely see as uh, it's so funny because it'd be a great service for you 
because it has to be done in a certain methodology, in a certain way for it to come out perfect. The problem is I like doing it myself so far, so you don't get to serve me in this. <laughs> I'm busy serving me in this. So, well, it's kind of neat to watch, too, and I don't take it personally anymore. I used to take it personally way back when, you know, I was supposed to serve you in all manners, and mm-hmm. if I did not, then I had failed in some way. And um, you uh, told me that if you wanted to do things for yourself, that was your right to say you wanted to do things for yourself. And tea is one of those things, and it's kind of neat to see how meditative I, I see you being sometimes yeah. when you do this. Very mindful. You're very mindful of it, not just meditative. So um, once we get our kitchen done, because we had some stuff ripped out that we knew we were going to do when we <laughs> moved in, and we are still waiting for um, a piece to come in so we can finish it, we can get the tea stuff all set up again. Mm-hmm. Because having it um, in your face, I guess, right now it's all pa- packed in a tub, right, right. waiting to be put out, but having it in your face and accessible makes it easier and uh, is a good reminder that it's there and makes it easier to follow through with. Well, when all that stuff gets set up, Mm -hmm. I am going to allow you to do the service and I'm going to say, Dawn, I would like a cup of tea. And you're going to say, because you got to look and see, we have 407 types really of tea. Do. We have green teas, black well, that's teas. That's because you mentioned you like tea at Christmas time and no one never knows what to get you. Right. So you got a lot of tea. <laughs> We've got things that are not really tea, but people call them tea and all this stuff. And you're going to say, yes, sir, I'd be happy to. What would you like? Would you like the green or the black? Would you like decaf or caffeinated? Would you like fruit? Or, and I'll say, I don't want options. I want service. And I will turn my back and make you do the work. And I hope I give you decaf when you want decaf and you caffeine when you want caffeine. <laughs> That's, I can guess on everything else. Those two might get me in trouble if I guess wrong. <laughs> if you're falling asleep at your desk, <laughs> wrong choice. Fair, fair. <laughs> but if you want somebody to stay up with you when you stay up late, then you could, you could work that could as well. could slip in some caffeine, huh? All right. We have this great conversation with Devin Stone up next. I really recommend you stick around for it. They are doing so many interesting things, and Devin is just a great person. I hope you dig it. Tonight on the podcast, we are joined by friend Devin Stone, who is back with some new and exciting stuff going on. Devin, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. So you asked us about presenting for Pragmatically Kinky, which is, if I understand correctly, a 100% virtual teaching space. Yes, absolutely. So why, um, why, why Pragmatically Kinky? Why even create such a thing? So the reason that I'm asking that actually is not because, because I've seen your calendar and it's insane. You have stuff going on all the time. This isn't like a <laughs> once a month commitment. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the, the calendar is, is absolutely wacky. There's all sorts of stuff going on all the time. Um, pragmatically kinking was actually born in, in Dallas in 2013. And we ran as an in-person munch mm-hmm. for, I mean, since then. And, uh, last year in about July or August, we made the decision to go completely virtual just because, it gives people so much more access. And so now we do classes on zoom. Very cool. And the very name of it, pragmatically kinking, is there, 
a focus on staying with pragmatic type topics then? Yes, there is. Uh, so we are very aptly named um, because we actually don't host classes that are hard skill based. So it's not the place to swing, learn how to swing a flogger or learn how to do a thing. Uh, we focus on cerebral topics. Okay. So yeah. much like, uh, you know, you and you and Don are presenting several classes for us, but we host things like BDSM 101, Butler books, uh, risk awareness, negotiation, that sort of stuff. Very cool. And all right. So before I go leave that, because I have a completely, I don't know if I have a separate question or a follow-up question. If I wanted to find out more about pragmatically kinking, I wanted to go attend some classes, that kind of stuff. How do I find out more about that? So pragmatically kinking in 2021 has over a hundred classes on the roster. So it's a lot to look through. Uh, we recommend the best way to find us is to type into FetLife or Facebook, Pragmatically Kinking, and you can find the Facebook page and the FetLife group, um, and that'll take you out to the PK profile where you can just look through a huge list of classes. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, before we even started talking about that, you were telling me about Thrive, and I, I didn't quite catch, is that an aspect of pragmatically kinking, or is it it's, its own thing? Tell me about Thrive. So, pragmatically kinking about four or five years ago started to do a yearly panel, um, and we ran it annually, and we called it the Power Exchange and Mental Health Panel, and that panel was always scheduled to go for about five or six hours. And it usually wound up going for 12. Okay. So one day I had the bright idea to run a conference and uh, that's kind of how thrive was born. So we hemmed and hawed and tried to figure out a way to get a hotel space and, you know, PK is nonprofit. So there was no money. And when we ran the annual panel last year, virtually, we got a huge response. So we decided to hold Thrive virtually. Very cool. Have you looked at, and I know that you attended, and you're um, a fantastic moderator for us as well, at the Holy Fire Conference. And there's a lot of, you know, people think, oh, I'll just make keep it easy, make it a virtual conference. But there's a lot of logistics in that, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of challenges have you come up with so far? Uh, well, with Thrive, there's really a lot of back-end work. So with the virtual stuff, you know, the only thing you really don't have to worry about is travel. So you still have to create a huge schedule. Um, I'm pretty sure that Thrive is one of the largest conferences that's being held virtually. We're offering, we're offering 30 classes not to mention our, our extracurricular activities. Wow. So that's a lot of events and a lot of speakers to organize. Um, it's, it's a lot of work back there. I bet. How can I find out more about Thrive? Uh, Thrive actually just opened registration. Um, so you can register at thrivevirtualcon.com slash register. Uh, we'll be uh, April 23rd to the 25th in 2021. We'll have all sorts of new and well-known presenters. Uh, I know you mentioned Holy Fire. Uh, Raven Caldera is actually presenting for us at Thrive. Great. So check that out. Very cool. Now, And I will assume that between the 100 classes of Pragmatically Kinking, as well as the Thrive, which is going to be a huge 30-class thing, I take it that's it. I take it that's what Devonstone has going on, and that is the extent of all of your energy 
and what you've uh, got going on? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> you can find all the cool stuff that I'm doing at devinstone.com. Uh, devinstone.com has links to PK, has links to Thrive, um, as well as my own virtual weekend intensive in June called Devinstone's Rainbow of Kink Weekend. Very cool. Devin, been a pleasure to talk to you. Be a pleasure to actually get to interact with you in person at some point. I think that the craziness might be starting to taper down a little bit here in the United States, and we might actually be allowed to travel again one day. It would be nice to see you again. <laughs> but until then, I will see you virtually many times in the upcoming months. Absolutely. Okay, take care. Me too. Bye-bye.